This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. listeners i'm Allie, and this is quad pro quo as always i am joined by my three co-hosts tammy hello guido hello and matt hello there we are a weekly film podcast inspired by the quid pro quo scene in silence of the lambs each month we pick a theme and each week one of us picks a movie that falls within that theme but we are in our first episode of season three of quad pro quo Happy New Year. No, wait, it's season four. I am so sorry. It is season four of Quad Pro Quo. And it is January, which will be our cage match. Our second annual cage match. For listeners who were around last January, we did our first annual cage match where each of us picked a Nicolas Cage movie. We went head to head and then we voted on the best. And Matt, what won last year? Last year's winner was The Rock. So Matt is defending his cage match crown from the first annual cage match. And just like last year, we have an unofficial arbiter, Matt's brother, Taylor. Say hi, Taylor. Hey, everybody. All Uh, right. Super fan, Taylor. Now, Taylor, are you a Nick Cage lover? Oh, love Nick Cage. Amazing. Uh, Definitely a great actor. Uh, performer and thespian, but uh, I just can't believe that none of you tried to stack the deck by choosing my favorite Nick Cage movie. It might have been restricted. Is it Captain Corelli's Mandolin? Ghost Rider. No, if it was Ghost Rider, I would have picked it, but um, then there would have been this whole thing about collusion. We would have had a huge uh, investigation about it. It I already claimed collusion when I heard you were coming. (laughs) Believe me, there will be no collusion tonight. Did you also not realize that we hate each other? So it's fair enough. And Taylor has been doing a amazing movie marathon watching tons of movies what 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 do you did you say 300 in the past year when this airs i will be past the 300 mark amazing and he even dedicated his time to watching all of the movies featured in our quad pro quo pod out of out of spite he did it out of spite i (laughs) called i called him out on it and he and he was like that's it and then he's just like, I watch this one, it sucked. I watch this one, it sucked. I watched Twin Sitters, loved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, would you say? Did you that say Ghost? Feel good. Go, is it Ghost? I always want to say Ghost Rider, which is that terrible show from when I was a kid. Is Ghost Rider your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? Yes, uh, it's a stacked deck of just amazing. Would you say it's the best Marvel movie ever? I I, I love oh, it. God, let's um, not get us in trouble there. <laughs> yeah. It's got Nick Cage, uh, Eva Longoria, uh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson is in it. That's right. <laughs> She's in it. She's the one that's like, hey, it's his skull and his head was on fire. Isn't the bad guy the guy from American Beauty? Yes. 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 The, the bag is beautiful. Yeah. Well, we're going to do round one of Cage Match. So for those who weren't listening last year, episode one will be my pick against Guido's pick. We're Bring switching it. it up a little a bit little this bit. year. Episode two will be Tammy's pick against Matt's pick. And then at the end of episode two, we will vote on the best cage movie from the two episodes. Well, in the first in the, the first round, we'll do the best categories and then we'll then pick and we'll. Yes. Do Each movie will be rated in five categories. Best supporting cast. Best action. Best car. Best freak out. <laughs> best freak out and overall best movie. A winner will be crowned in round one. A winner will be crowned in round two. And then the ultimate cage match winner will be crowned at the end of episode two. Guido, are you ready? Bring it. Also, each of us gets 30 minutes to defend our pick. Oh, we get more time this time. I told you you got more time because everyone complained about the 25 minutes last year. It was It was tight. not enough time. It, you had six minutes left over, Bear. Yeah, because I was really worried about it. Okay. Don't you time me. All right. So it's going to be round one, my pick, which is Honeymoon in Vegas, against Guido's pick, which is? Uh, that's going to be Snake Eyes. Amazing. I'm going to go. How do you f- even compare these two? I'm going to go first. Well, Tammy, the only way will we- you be our timekeeper? 
I sure will. Okay. She's really good at keeping time. She's great at keeping time. I'm good at mathematical. Wish you were better at movies. Yeah, she's so she's good at so time. Good at movies. I'm just saying, uh, for for people who might just be listening because I'm on the episode, um, which is probably <laughs> not very many. I'm short. But tons. if you don't know Tammy, she is so good at everything. Amazing. Thank you. She's Thank good you so at much. Tabulating. She's good at movies, and she's good at love. I love love. She, she loves, loves, love. Loves, love. loves love, and she's a sports nut. <laughs> sports nut, huh? You're a sports nut, huh? Sports nut, huh? All right, so I get 30 minutes to defend my pick of honeymoon in Vegas. Then we'll take a short break, and then Guido gets 30 minutes to spend defend his pick of Snake Eyes, and then we will vote in the five categories. Tammy, are you ready? To keep. I'm so ready. All right, three, two, one. All right. My movie came out in 1992. It was directed by Andrew Bergman, who also wrote Striptease, Fletch, and co-wrote Blazing Saddles. What? Couldn't make that movie today. This is starring James Caan, Nicolas Cage, Sarah Jessica Parker, Pat Morita, Anne Bancroft, Peter Boyle, and Tony Shalhoub. All right. Let's start with a synopsis. It starts out... In 1985, Jack Singer, Nicolas Cage, swears to his overbearing and possessive mother a lovely cameo from Anne Bancroft. Quad pro quo alum from from Love Potion number nine. Love Potion number nine. While she is on her deathbed that he would never get married because she is the only woman who will ever love him. Sounds like our mom. Hey, I wasn't going to make that joke. You told me not to, you bitch. Don't forget, Anne Bancroft was also on Home for the Holidays. Promise me, don't get married. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Taylor. You've already proved your worth. Our super fan slash archivist over here. Two-time quad pro quo Over the next seven years, Jack, who works as a New York private detective that handles divorce cases, begins dating Betsy. Played by what the SJP herself, Sarah Jessica Parker. In my opinion, looking amazing in this movie. Don't talk about the horse face. She I'm going to be talking about that. Her body, that, that her horrible body face of hers. How many times did I say that? Did, you, did, I was like, her body looks fucking also, amazing. Does, does, Who gives a shit? She have, you have to look at that witch woman. Does she have a? She does she have like amazing. a 1992 like laptop where she's doing her whole like talking about her sexual liaisons in New York with no, Nick Cage in this not. movie? Oh, is that a Sex she, in the City reference? Yes, yeah. I never watched it. Oh. Um, the only way that woman can get men to fight over her is she stapled money and meat to her. <laughs> okay, so, so she's an Lady Gaga. She's an elementary school teacher. She no elementary school teacher dresses like this. By the way. I love her outfits in this movie. Uh, the ones that are all getting caught these days do. All right. <laughs> let's, okay. Let's not. <laughs> but Jack is reluctant. Where was she to- when I went to elementary school? <laughs> He's reluctant to commit because he actually thinks he killed his mother by saying, no, I won't marry. Or I won't. I, I promise not to marry. By the present day, Betsy finally tires of Jack's reluctance and threatens to leave him. Fearful of losing her, Jack suggests a spontaneous trip to get married in Las Vegas. They check into the Bally's Hotel, which I think is still around. In Vegas? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Okay. It's not at least on the main strip. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, And they check in while there is an Elvis Presley impersonator convention. Love. Before the wedding, a high stakes gambler named Tommy Corman, played by James Caan, Love it. Sees Betsy from a distance in the hotel lobby and notices a striking resemblance to his beloved late wife, Donna, who died from sitting in the sun for too long. It looks like a... <laughs> Melanoma wife. Yes, which, to be honest, is kind of what Sarah Sparker looks like now. Melanoma head. A leather head. handbag. A leather oh, handbag. Melanoma head. Tommy, an eternal and ruthless romantic, determines to romance Betsy and marry her. Jack is nervous about getting married, and they're staying in the Alibaba suite, Ooh. which... Throughout this movie, Jack weirdly is not in the mob, but I feel like has mob connections because... Wait, which one's just, Jack again? Nicholas Cage. Oh, yeah. okay. Jeez. I mean, everyone in this movie is wearing a vest or a jacket or a suit Gold that chain. could also be a couch. But like you know? his friend who's the dentist, like I got it from my friend, the dentist, 150 bucks a night. Why is the dentist getting oh, you this nice hotel room in Vegas? Because the dentist is also a loan shark. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I text Allie and I was like, there's so many hairy men in your movie. Lots hairy of hairy Italian men. men. Lots of 
low cut unbuttoned shirts with a lot of chest hair, so which was the style at the time. Yeah. That is the James Con connection. It's like, true. All of those guys star in movies with James Con, which is weird yeah. because he's not Italian. No, no but he but does he have very tufts. hairy. He has tufts of shoulder yeah. hair. We've seen him in The Godfather. He is very hairy. But also, I always think like every time we watch The Godfather, my dad always like there's that one scene where James Con's wearing a, like a wife beater. No offense. With suspenders over the wife beater and the hair on his shoulders oh, yeah. is just like so him, proficient. Him, <laughs> him and Robin Williams were like the two most sweatered men in the history of Hollywood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like shirtless sweatered men. So Jack gets it invited. It makes me feel better about myself. Jack gets invited to a first time Vegas poker game by Tommy. So he lures him to a high stakes poker game. Up in Tommy's hotel suite, we know it's kind of a crooked poker game. And towards the end, Jack borrows $65,000 after being dealt a straight flush. Seven, seven to Jack of clubs. Okay. And straight he flush. leaves his fiance at the pool. She said, of course I'll wait for See, you. Okay. I've got nothing going on. I'm Sarah oh, Jessica Parker. I would have been pissed. There's horse racing in Vegas. You can see the jockey marks. Mm. She's, she's laying by the pool to get skin cancer, just like James Conn's dead wife. So, yeah. So he loses. At least she's not eating children like in Hocus Pocus. To retain her beauty. Yes. So he loses to Tommy because Tommy Corman gets a eight to queen of heart straight flush. Yeah, he cheated. Yes, it was rigged. Well, they never explain that, though. They never say no. if it was or if it wasn't. And they don't explain it, but you can kind of... I guess you can just assume it was. You know the fix. You knew the fix was in going into it. Yeah, he, so, yeah. he was James Conn was taking Nick Cage for a ride because he wants he wants SJP. That's the the big thing that really hurt me about this movie is that the odds of getting a straight flush in a standard hand of poker in one deck is about one in seventy five thousand. Yes, to have two in one hand mm-hmm. where you would multiply the odds is five one in five point six billion. So. <laughs> You know that that game was fixed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a Maverick when we did Maverick. Yeah, it was not mm-hmm. Top Gun. But, Maverick. but oh, what were God. the what were the odds on that great sandwich uh, James Conn's buddy had in the background? Oh, oh yeah, it was a good sandwich. Great sandwich. Yeah, so they had that gabagool. <laughs> Tommy James Conn promises to erase the debt because he's borrowed sixty five grand from Tommy, who let's be honest is like a, a mobster. We'll say whatever with a proposal. Tommy offers to accept a platonic weekend with Betsy and he will erase his debt. Okay. And he basically tells Nick Cage, like, she reminds me of my ex or my dead wife. They looked exactly the same. Red she flag. was lovely. Blah, 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 Red blah, flag. Blah, blah. Okay. Red flag. Jack reluctantly agrees. But when he tells Betsy, she's furious. Rightfully of course, so. because she's not a hooker. Is she really, though? She is pretty upset. Yeah, she's totally, she's totally she clomping her front her. hooves. This is actually, she's totally she clomping her, her front hooves. Time. She's kicking up really hard, real back. Uh, you need to put her in the stirrups and put the blinders on her and give her a carrot. She's this really upset. This is actually upset. probably, I mean, he freaks out this entire fucking movie. It's everything is a freak out. Yeah. But this is one of my favorites. Where he's like, I had a straight flash. Look at, she's like, you that turned was, me into a whore, Jack. It's unbeatable. I had a straight flash. She's been farting yeah. class rings since her previous life as Lindsay Leap. Like, you know, I don't, I don't that buy that. Down? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I did. All right. No, but she says, he says it's unbeatable. She's like, unbeatable is not unbeatable. She's practically unbeatable is not unbeatable. Like she's she's annoyed. She's annoying. She sold he sold she's her. Awful. But she got over it real quick. Oh, quick well, once they had dinner uh, and yeah. she met him and realized how rich he was. Mm-hmm. I mean to be fair, yeah, she's a bad person. Are, are married here. If your spouse lost sixty three thousand dollars on one hand so of poker, you'd pissed. be angry. But yeah. wouldn't you be willing to amend the debt by hanging out with some beautiful man like James Conn. I think so. Yeah. I agree. Also, I do what? need to... I do, was always my favorite in the We do it. need to bring this up. Uh, Taylor is the local Bethlehem chapter uh, president of the... What are they called again? Uh, I was recently elected the president of the James Conn fan club in Bethlehem. We are the Confidants. So. Oh. I feel like it should be the Canaanites. Yeah, I was going to say the Canaanites or something like <laughs> no, that. But we're, we're a private group. It's very oh, exclusive. Okay. Okay. So much for that impartial arbiter. Yeah. Okay. So they go to dinner. They see a little Elvis show. Fun fact: that is Bruno Mars as little baby Elvis on the stage. Adorable. Adorable. Told you. Yeah. 
Um, Tommy charms her and she agrees to the arrangement. And then they reveal that he is going to take her to Hawaii for the weekend. Hey, my cousin, our cousin lives there. Not, they go to Kauai. They don't go to Honolulu. This is a blessing though. Let, let him fucking have her. Yeah, God damn, dude. This is your chance. So as she's packing, Jack realizes the magnitude of his mistake and asks her to marry him immediately. And you know what? To be honest, I'd be pissed too. I'd be like, oh, oh, so now you want to marry me. You wanted to play poker before, but now you want to marry me. She's like, I'm busy. Yeah. So she plans to honor the deal with Tommy and informs Jack that they will return from Hawaii midweek, which is not the weekend. <laughs> nope. She says, I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> what? Like, again, the freakouts. Just freak out. In The entire movie, after he loses the hand, is a freak out. So they fly to Hawaii. They meet his family. He has these lovely two children and these grandchildren, and it's Kauai, and it's beautiful. Jack returns home to New York to wait. And this is when one of Why Jack's, does he even go home? I don't know. Yeah, that was I weird. don't know. Because he probably can't afford to stay there. Yeah, I would say that. Although, I mean, hotels no, but are fucking he, cheap in Vegas, man. What are you man. talking about? He afforded all those plane tickets like, to That's it, true. It, this upcoming scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So one of Jack's clients, an emotionally erratic man named Sydney, tells Jack about his crazy suspicions about oh, his wife yeah. cheating on him with Mike Tyson. And <laughs> the, just I love, crazy scene. I love that guy because that's the guy from uh, Total Recall that's like that freaks out on Arnold because he goes to Recall. But he shows him a picture that is obviously just a, a like, picture of his wife cut out and placed next to Mike Tyson. They're, make, they're making fun of me, I tell you. <laughs> and of course, he freaks out on him as well. Um, so Jack becomes more agitated when he sees a news story about a volcano that's erupting in Hawaii and spots Betsy and Tommy among the excited onlookers. He flies to Hawaii, um, but basically everything just goes downhill from there because Tommy's men are, they know everything. And when Tommy learns that Jack has left New York and is heading to Hawaii to try to get Betsy back, he hires a local taxi driver named Mahi Mahi, played by Oscar nominee Pat Morita from the Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. Mr. Miyagi himself. You mean the guy that owned Al's Diner the second time around in Happy Days? Sure. And he's been to keep Jack away as far away as possible from him until him and Betsy can actually get off the island of Hawaii and go back to Vegas to get married. Okay, so he's like driving him all over like, oh, I thought you said this. Don't you want to see the view? Blah, 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 blah. He brings him to the dad's house from Everybody Loves Raymond. Oh, I love you. So Mahi Mahi does, does he say wax on wax off at all? No, none of Mahi that. Mahi intercepts him and takes Jack on an aimless drive about the island, leading them to an old Hawaii, Hawaiian chief. This is a little problematic, but it's fine. Old Hawaiian chief's house, who is Chief Orman, played by Peter Boyle, another not Blazing Saddles, but uh, Mel Brooks tie-in. Young uh, Frankenstein. Peter Boyle was Young Frankenstein. Also, a fun fact. The um, building that Nick Cage has his office in is the same building that Max Bialystok has his office in in The Producers. The Producers. You see the office down the hall. So there's a lot of Mel Brooks tie-ins because he also co-wrote Blazing Saddles. Did Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks have Bancroft anything to do was, with this movie? No, but Anne Bancroft was married to Mel Brooks. So there's a lot of Mel Brooks kind of Do you think he was just like a quiet backer on it maybe? like he was Maybe. Like, that's what I thought too. Actually, like, I thought like maybe you know, he was like, like, sev- like, uh, we'll get to another person who was in Blazing Saddles soon. Like when we did Explorers, we, Guido thought that Spielberg was like a silent partner in Explorers. Well, I told like, you that him and Joe Dante were friends. <clears throat> yeah, please don't talk about that movie. I know. I know. All around the world. Oh gosh, <laughs> rock and roll is here to stay. Hey, that had Ethan Hawke in it. Eating my time. All around the world. Check, Tammy. Oh, I still have sixty minutes. Sixteen I'm good. minutes. Okay. So Tommy begins feeding Betsy lies about Jack. First, claiming that Jack lied to her about the gambling bet by claiming that Jack only lost three thousand instead of sixty-five thousand, and that Jack has used had used her as collateral, like it was his idea, basically, which makes her feel more hurt and betrayed. Which also, you know she, what? You should she, trust him more. She, but also, he hasn't been very trustworthy this entire movie. She so whinnies so loud in disgust. Yes, she's <laughs> she got it. I'm not gonna lie, I found her attractive in this movie. Dude, she's, she's so, so cute. Beautiful. That hair, she's so cute, I can't. I unwrapped a pork belly once, and I swear I saw an imprint of her face <laughs> underneath the third passenger side nipple. It was her. <laughs> Is it because you stepped on it first? So you saw an imprint of your foot? Oh my gosh. All right. So. (laughs) I will give you Sarah Jessica Parker on this, but I don't understand how people think Glenn Close is attractive. Agreed. Glenn was too close. Oh, God. (laughs) Glenn Close is a very pretty man. Everyone, 
you know what? There's a shoe for every foot, or a foot for every shoe, or whatever. And then there's Sarah Jessica <laughs> Parker. Think, She's a foot too. I think my least is Angelica Houston. Uh, Preetzi's honor. She was. Are you kidding me? Hot. In Adam's family. You don't think she's a... What? Not like, in amazing? Adam's family, but today, like... Yeah, she's an aged woman. That's what happens. That's like I saying, know. I don't like Meryl Streep now. Meryl no one would say that. No. I actually like Meryl Streep now. James Pre- Conn, Tommy. She's yeah. she is gor- yeah. gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. So he proposes marriage. Believing his lies, Betsy accepts his proposal. Insists they return to Las Vegas and get married immediately. So, at the semi racist Chief Orman's house, Peter Boyle playing an indigenous Hawaiian person. Um, well, it's, Jack- like that, it's like that South Park episode when Butters was considered a native Hawaiian. It's exactly like that. Jack eventually figures out that Mahi Mahi must be on Tommy's payroll. So he distracts him for a minute and then steals a taxi and drives off looking for Tommy and Betsy. After White learning- man steals a car for some Asian dude? Not cool. Mm. After learning from Tommy's son and uh, wife that Tommy hangs out at the Kauai Club. Jack drives over there that evening and sees Betsy outside the club. But before he can approach her, he's attacked by Tommy and arrested because basically he's a white man. He controls the whole island. Interesting. Wow. But also Tommy. That out there. Well, he's Tommy, learning the language, so Tommy, he's a local now. Tommy's got fat stacks, so Tommy pays the. You know, there's only twelve letters in the Hawaiian alphabet. Yes. So is it A through? It's A E I O U J K L M. They got the vowels down. H. H. So it's so it's basically so it's basically A through L and M through everything else is nothing. No, because I said M N N. Come on, I want the Leia. And P, I think P. Yeah. P. Yes. Yeah. Like Come on, you want to lay me? Gung chicka gung chicka gung chicka gung. Never mind. That's from Wayne's World. All right. So Jack calls his bookie dentist friend, whose name is Doctor Moeller. Was that Stacy Keach? No, it's not Stacy Keach. It should have been Stacy Keach. That would <laughs> so have been great. So he pays Jack's $5,000 bail. Mahi Mahi meets him outside and admits that Tommy Corman left for Vegas with Betsy. Now, like, Mahi Mahi wants to help him. I think it's because, again, there's the whole, like, he's like a, you know, like a pusher. He's like a a, a white guy on the island who controls everything. So the natives are probably like, yeah, we don't like him. White men, come here. He tells Although, us what I to do. Don't think yeah, the old white eye. I don't think Pat Morita is Polynesian, but that's fine. Yeah, I wax or, on. I mean, Hawaii. wax I off. Well, Hawaii's Polynesian. Yeah, technically, but yeah. I was just impressed that he was playing a live-action fish. Mahi mahi. <laughs> mahi, mahi. Yeah. <laughs> it's a state now. Okay. Yeah. So he takes her to the airport. Uh, so Betsy and Tommy arrive back in Vegas. She tries to contact Jack to inform him about her choice, but she can't reach him. This slowly leads to her having like kind of second thoughts about marrying Tommy because again, it's James. I mean, it's James Cond. Yay. Doesn't she, she ask him to put a baby in her? Like, No, she, she doesn't. She does say, I um, want She says it out loud. Away. She goes, oh. I need the seed. Yeah. She does say she wants children. He says, I'm totally fine with that, basically. He's yeah. like, hold she on. She's like, why don't you get a running start? I'll take my pants off. Are you he's Alec like, Baldwin? He's Don't like, hold me. on. Let me take my sweater off first. And he gets his clippers. <laughs> yes, he's Harry. So meanwhile, Jack can't get a connecting flight. Again, everyone works for Tommy, apparently. And he ends up in San Jose, where another one of Tommy's employees, a ticket agent, tries to stall Jack again from getting on a flight to Las Vegas. Couldn't make okay. that movie today with how quickly he gets on and off the flights. Oh, yes. and airports have jails now, so. And oh, yeah. again, like, just the, the freaking out. And he would never time. be out on a plane, okay? Could you have imagined Catherine O'Hara dealing with these flight attendants well, or these people. Let's be honest. Didn't she have her own airport? So well, she- no, no, no. Catherine O'Hara from, <laughs> from, you know, from Home Alone 2. And she'd be like, I am a mother. I need this. And she, she was freaking out just as much as Nick Cage. Okay. In relation to that, instead of going with a group of polka band players, he boards a plane with Elvis impersonators who are going to be flying to Vegas. But much to his surprise, they are the Utah chapter, the Flying Elvises, a skydiving team of Elvis impersonators led by the flamboyant Roy Bacon, played by Burton Gillum, who is in Blazing Saddles. We almost we lost a $40 hand card. We almost <laughs> lost a $40 hand card. There we go. That's him. So now he realizes he's going to have to skydive. Lordy, Lordy, I feel my temperature rise. So back in I love Vegas. how all, there were so many Elvis songs oh, all I love throughout it. the movie. So back in Vegas, Tommy tries to rush Betsy to a wedding chapel, but she doesn't really want to get married anymore, and she has to wait a few weeks. Tommy offers her a million dollars to marry him right away. She's disgusted and starts to leave. 
And then you kind of start to see him become like, aggressive. He, he grabs her arm. He says, no one says no to Tommy Corman. He kissed her shoulder like it was a fucking salt mm. lick. It was gross. Yeah, not a good look for James Conn. Yeah. You say it. No one says no to Con. You say it best. No one says no to Tommy Corman. Nobody says no to Tommy Corman. There you go. Okay. There you go. Wow. He's okay. not even a fool. He's like, nobody says no to Tommy Corman. Okay. Those who do will wish they didn't. So she excuses herself to Lady's room before leaving for the wedding chapel. And as Tommy waits, she kind of somehow magically changes into a showgirl outfit and runs off. Okay, so she kind of escapes him. So as Tommy and his men search for Betsy, she hides among the crowds lining the streets to see the arrival of the flying Elvises. And obviously Jack is very scared and people have said, red, yellow, red, pull the red, pull the yellow, pull the red, pull the yellow. And then it's about there, about to jump out. The other guy says, you know, you pull the yellow first. No, no, no. And he freaks out again. Again, they're freaking out. And he jumps out of the plane with the other skydivers and it is red, yellow. He's fine. He's a and hunk of hunk of burning love. She, Betsy hears Jack's name announced as he lands and she runs into his arms. He declares his love and asks her to marry him. And uh, Tommy sees the couple together and realizes. It ain't no, I'd no rather point. gamble. But there's no point, you know. Me too. So then he goes and beats the shit out of Tommy, ruins a fire hydrant, and then gets shot on a turnpike. Oh, oh wait, that's no, a guy. I'll godmother. tell you, man. That woman needs some red striped socks and a house on top of her. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. I was just going to say some nice socks, a saddle, and maybe a bridle. So he tells his henchmen, just forget <laughs> it. Let's set up another poker game with some other guests. And then the final scene shows Jack and Betsy getting married in a small Las Vegas chapel with the flying Elvis's guests. Jack is still in his white illuminated white jumpsuit. Didn't they and say they were worth like 10 grand? Probably. And Betsy is in her stolen showgirl outfit. Excellent. What a honeymoon in what Vegas. Amazing. Okay, so some fun facts. How much time do I have? You have about seven minutes. Oh, great. So again, little Elvis cameo from Bruno Mars. So obviously lots of Mel Brooks tie-ins, but also lots of Coppola tie-ins because Nicolas Cage is the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. James Caan was in The Godfather, which is directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Lots of that sort of stuff. Is Sofia Coppola in this movie? No. Thank God. I know. It would have been terrible. Most of the Elvis songs in the soundtrack are covers by Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, Jeff Beck. Like a lot. All the of the Elvis ladies. songs are, oh. are covers. Not the Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, budget was $25 million. Box office was $35 million. It was nominated for Best Comedy at the Golden Globes and Best Actor for Nicolas Cage at the Golden Globes. He Shut was nominated. up. Yeah. It does sit at a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, which makes it fresh, by the way. And what did James Caan get nominated for? He did not get nominated. I actually did some research as a confidant, <gasps> and he did get nominated for this movie. For what? Best James Caan performance. Best was it like sidekick a, I'm... eating a sandwich scene? Oh! That wasn't nice. even him. That was a sidekick. <laughs> uh, it was James Caan's sidekick. Okay. Oh, fair enough, fair enough. So I'm going to go with, I think this movie is great. I picked it because I think it's, really cute and I love I love romantic Nicolas Cage just like you love funny Arnold I love romantic Nicolas Cage she loves love I think he's great as a romantic lead I think the supporting cast is amazing James Caan SJP Pat Morita Anne Bancroft Peter Boyle Tony Shalhoub as the you totally forgot Tony Shalhoub Tony Shalhoub is in there for some seconds he gets his balls manhandled by James Caan all right so I have two cars I have a 1989 Lincoln Town Car Stretch Limousine. Nice. And a 1988 Red Jeep Wrangler that they drive in Hawaii. What was the cab? What about the cab? It was a cab. It was, um, a, it was, a, it was a checkerboard, you know, a regular checkerboard okay, cab. You. Okay, yeah. Um, best freak out pretty much the entire movie. After he loses, he freaks out in every possible fucking scene. I was completely blindsided. I still don't understand this. You went in there with $500, right? We had this whole discussion. I had a straight flash. Do you know what a straight flush is? It's like unbeatable. Like unbeatable is not unbeatable. Hey, I know that now, okay? Don't yell at me! I'm gonna use this as precedent for round two. Just saying. Okay. And then I would say best action. There's not a lot of action in this movie, but I would say the final scene of the parachuting and then the running through the through the casino, I would say that is probably the best action scene. But again, I just I just I love love. love. Uh, it's not about the love. I just I think it's funny. I think it's light and funny it's not too serious and i like old school vegas <laughs> i think it's fun as a person who's never been yes how much time do i have left romanticize it like four minutes oh my god i have four minutes left um yeah i think i'm done uh excuse me i'd like to make a point where i can totally get uh nicholas cage's atmosphere 
of landing in Vegas and immediately wanting to gamble. We go to Vegas or Reno almost every year for bowling, Matt and Mm -hmm. I. And uh, the second we get to either the airport or the casino, it doesn't matter how long we've been on a plane, uh, my dad and his friends will just book it to the downstairs area. I smell where to make money. Let's go. Do you guys not want to get your bags? Nope. Uh Uh-uh. Light up a pack of Marlboro Reds and oh, just find man. a slot machine, and like, they are off to the races. They they literally lit it up, light it up like Beldar Conehead. He takes the whole pack, he just smokes them all at once, and they go to the slot. Yeah, I won. Don't play anything. I won five dollars. That one time I went to Reno, and I was I was playing roulette because I like roulette. And there's a scene in the movie where Nicolas Cage loses a lot of money on roulette. And he goes like 19 or 20. 20 doesn't feel good. 19. I always bet on 19. And he loses like That's very Stephen so King. So much money. And I was playing it, and your dad's like, What are you playing? And he just threw him. I was like, you know. Yeah, we uh we one time were waiting a half an hour for a table at breakfast, and I decided I was gonna play roulette and I made four hundred dollars. And then yeah, I had to buy nice. everybody breakfast. Oh, wow. That's yeah, how you guys yeah. operate. So out so there you, too, so you man. T- so you net profited like three hundred and ninety dollars. We yeah, get yeah. it. Yeah. The breakfast out there is like two dollars a piece. I'm so excited. Orange nice. juice is more expensive than the breakfast. I said we're going I'm we're going to Vegas in June and my like three like things are I want to go to a really cheesy show, like an Elvis impersonator show. Lordy Lordy yep. time. I wanna go to a buffet, like a legit buffet. I have some of the yeller. Don't yep. skimp on me. Don't skimp on me. And I want to go to Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant in yes. Vegas. And those are the only three things I have. Pick a number. I love that game. Ah! <laughs> Does he play war in that movie? Yeah. Yes. I love it. I played war at a casino. What? Really? They, at the casino near my house, they have war. Oh. Oh, at the Wing Creek? At the yeah, Wing Creek? Creek. Yeah. That's no. hilarious. Way. All right. So that was my pick of Honeymoon in Vegas. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back... After hearing about one of the amazing podcasts that are part of the Deluxe Edition Network, we are going to go to Guido's pick of Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. We'll be right back. Let's ride. Have you ever watched the news and wished that you could see something more positive or looked online and saw all the aggravation and anger and hatred out there and thought to yourself, why can't I just see more positive things in my life? Hi. I'm Mike Rathbun, and I'm the host of the Kindness Matters podcast. Every week, we promise to bring you stories that will uplift you and motivate you and inspire you to see the kindness and be the kindness that this world needs more of. Tune in, the Kindness Matters podcast with me, your host, Mike Rathbun. And we're back. Guido, it is now your turn to go up against my pick of Honeymoon in Vegas. You get 30 minutes. To defend your pick in those five categories. Three, two, one. Wonderful, because I have four categories written down. Never mind. So Snake Eyes came out in 98, and it was directed by Brian De Palma. Quad pro quo alum. He directed Carrie. Shocking. I I mean, it's it's You're welcome. So it stars, of course, Nick Cage. Uh, Gary Sinise. Quad and pro quo alum. How do you say this woman's name? Carla Gugino. Gugino? Hot. Yes, hot. she is. Still hot. Hot. Still hot. one of the sexiest women alive. Don't forget. She woman does not age. Do don't don't, don't forget Luis Guzman. Yeah, this is 98. Follow the House of Slammin'. Usher. She looks exactly oh, yeah. the same. Slamming. Well, this movie cost $73 million and Ooh. it made 104 Oh. So that's a profit. That's a profit. I also want you to know that a lot of the money that, you know, uh, went to special effects that were never used. So, oh, it wasn't. I was going to say, are there special effects? Did they donate? (laughs) The hurricane? The hurricane? There were. (laughs) (laughs) I was about to say, was it donated to like Ukraine or something like that? It was donated to charities. It was donated. You better not do that. It was donated. It was donated to Dar Three. I got banned. Once. I, I do All have right. to say, but as Guido's time is being used, that that was probably one of my favorite episodes of uh, Surf Ninjas after I watched this movie. And I said, "What the hell is this?" But what the, the car car batteries. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is the best part. Vote for it. What the hell? What All right, the so the first 10 minutes of this movie uh, is uh, pretty unique because it's all in one take. 
So here That's we go. Cool. What, was That's it actually cool in one take yeah. or was it edited to All look one like take. that? Does this All take place take. in valleys in Atlantic City? This is in Atlantic City. Does it place in valleys? Because mine took place in valleys in Vegas. <laughs> Maybe. All I right, don't let's know. Just say that for fun. I would rather say it took place at the uh, Trump at Trump's. It okay. seems like it would be yeah, Trump. This is a yeah. Trump thing. Okay. For real. So Why? Nobody got pissed. Anyway, Rick Santoro is Nate Cage and Rick a corrupt Santoro and flashy Atlantic friend. City police detective. He's my, my people, they tell me. Officer. Rick Santoro? No, oh, Rick I Santoro. Kept, I kept making that joke during when we were watching. I was like, Rick Santoro? Oh, we're, we're going to be calling him Nick and Gary, so okay. don't even worry okay. about it. Okay. So he's a Rick he's Santoro a, you know, is a great guy. He's my favorite president. I mean, my favorite co-op. I love him so much. He doesn't pee on me at all. <laughs> Rick Santoro has normal size man hands. He's okay. got the biggest hands and the biggest heart. And he's a uh, super flashy, he, uh, corrupt Atlantic City police detective. Golden silken suits. Okay, and uh, and and much like your movie, Allie, this is a a just he's freaking out from beginning to end. It's okay. It's he's the a, personality. Yeah. He like this movie came out in '98. I'm convinced that it was you know. Uh, His upper years recorded in the eighties because he is it. I have feeling no pain. I have never seen him this amped from yeah. start to finish. It was a good batch. batch. It was no. a good batch. He switched you've plugs. Seen, you've is seen what face really off. Happened. You've seen okay. face no, off. No, it's not like it's 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 a it's another level in this movie. Face off, at least. I don't know, man. Well, he he took downers to be John Travolta Here's in the Face thing. Off. The personality doesn't match the character. Yeah. No, not at all. Tyler! Not at all. Tyler! Like, Tyler! Tyler! Woo! Neptune High, right? Check it out right here. Go see Devils. You and me, Tyler. Yeah, go Tyler. Go Tyler. Go Tyler. Go. Go Tyler. Go Tyler. Go Tyler. Whoa, Lincoln Tyler. Lincoln Tyler. So it's like he's at a hundred all the time. Yeah. At least in Face Off, he has a reason to be like that. There's no reason for him to be like that. In and this what was movie. that reason again? No. Why he's freaking out? He's at a match. What oh, are you no, no, talking no. about? No, I meant in Face Off. Oh, uh, because he's a fucking psycho. Like in yeah, it, like, he is, that just makes yeah. sense. Oh, you know, he wants to eat a peach and like all that stuff. Yeah. Keep going. Brian De Palma was like his face was off. His face was off. Okay. He's excited yeah. about the fight. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Brian De Palma was like, I, I feel like you're a little amped up here, buddy. Monique, I love her. She's great. Wait, Brian De Palma directed Scarface, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. He's mm-hmm. got a lot to be excited that's about. That's where the cocaine came the from. Nose candy. There's a the budget just for cocaine. Okay. Oh, that's a special. Oh, that's effects. where all the budget I mean, went. What, there you go. Wouldn't that be the best part of being a cop in AC to is to coke? cover yeah, all totes. of these events? These and the cocaine. And the cocaine, I guess. And the cocaine. Okay. Yep. All right. He's uh he's attending a boxing match between heavyweight champion Lincoln Tyler. Tyler! Uh, Tyler! Played by Stan Shaw. And the challenger is Jose Pacifico Ruiz. You won't see much of him. Uh, and this is at the Atlantic City Arena on a dark and stormy night. It's a tropical storm. Yes, yeah, at the well, moment. I mean, at it's this a hur- moment in time. It's a hurricane, it is- but the Atlantic City people don't want you to say it's a hurricane. News lady, SVU, yep. plays the uh, medical examiner on Mara, SVU. Yeah, Mara. Tamara. Tooney. Tooney, yeah. Yep. She has not gotten better. So uh, <laughs> he, uh, he is reunited with his best friend since childhood, who's a U.S. Navy commander, Kevin Dunn. Gary. We're going to be calling him Gary, okay? Quad, Quad pro, pro quo alum, That's Lieutenant right. Dan. Wait, what movie was he in that we did? Listen here, convict. Don't play no reindeer games with me. Oh, Are you serious God. right now? Oh, I'm so God. sorry. Are you so serious sorry. right I'm now? I'm so sorry. I, I forgot. I'm so- okay, so uh, he is guarding the Secretary of Defense, Charles Kirkland, and Arena Director, Gilbert Powell. Uh, Gary just got back from a oh, trip. Oh, who's Gilbert Powell? Gilbert uh, Powell is also a Quad Pro Quo alum. Oh, I'm yeah, sure he's right. going to get to it if you let him. Not good. He played Kevin McAllister's dad Thanks. in Home Alone John 2. Yes. Love Home Alone 2. John Hurd. Just wanted to throw that in there. So they just got back from a uh, trip with the secretary from Norfolk, Virginia, related later. As the first round begins, uh, Kevin is drawn to an attractive redhead. Uh, Kevin being Gary. So Gary is drawn to an attractive redhead named Serena. Uh, she gives him the old basic instinct, like leg cross. You know she what does I mean? do that, except you don't right. see her puss. No, but yeah. he did. He, oh, he, he did. did. He did because she. He was like, "Look, she's not even looking at." I'm doing it again. 
You, you slip right into I that can't accent. Stop. It's insanity. Jago John, you can't give a shit for British accents when he goes full gabagool. You no, know, you know, no, I would argue, I he would argue, it. you see, I would argue it's in my blood, okay? It's so, you're doing it right now. <laughs> all right, you did like the whitest person I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's sitting next to the real whitest person he knows. Fieri. That's no. me. <laughs> okay, so... He's sitting next to Julia Costello, who's played by Carla Gugino. 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 Gorgeous. You might know her from Son-in-Law. Oh, Oh, my God. Follow the House of Usher. That's right. All Mike Flanagan work, basically. Big Flanagan over here. Oh, yeah. We're all Flanagans. She's a mysterious woman with platinum blonde hair and a white satin dress. Uh, But something is up. Uh, Something is clearly up. Everyone's touching their ears. Uh, Cage is unaware, but people are talking in code. Thing, something is afoot, okay? Mm-hmm. And when Ruiz knocks Tyler out, shots ring out, fatally wounding the Secretary of Defense and scarring Julie, who loses her glasses and her blonde wig, she can't revealing see her, her naturally dark and short Jamie Lee Curtis hair, and then yeah. mobs of people run for the And exit. also, wearing white satin is not great when you're bleeding. True. Or blood everywhere. These are right. also the most like late '90s, early 2000s glasses ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just stuck out like there's yeah. like real thin, like white frames. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not salt burn. This isn't sexy. Okay, this Ugh. is not sexy blood. This it's is not pain sexy blood. blood. It's not period blood. This is it's, exactly. Okay. All right. That's the heat of the moment. That's the differentiation. <laughs> you guys talk about period blood way too much on this podcast. <laughs> We're trying to get rid of the stigma of it. Oh. How yeah. much time, okay. Tammy? Okay. Time check, Tammy. 20 minutes. We love oh, tomato soup. 20 minutes. Look at you. Movie's so, over, too. Gary, uh, <laughs> Gary kills the gunman and orders the arena to be locked down. Nick yes. has to talk uh, Gary down because he's a little tense. Uh, but despite being locked up, Julia, locked up in the arena, Julia escapes to the casino, covers the wound with a torn shirt, and disguises herself as a hula. With After a sweet s- jacket. Oh, That's right. Great jacket. A whore? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a, yeah. She's very clearly Where'd a lady of the that? night now. Where'd she get that? Did we look up how old she was in this movie? Where'd she get that jacket from? That was a sweet jacket she was wearing after she covered she it She got up. it from the dress barn, from dude. From the whore shop, apparently. Who was? Oh, yes, that's right. So, uh, Nick notices that uh, he's... Nick is reviewing some tape, and he notices that Tyler woke up as soon as the lights went out. No, he saw Tyler wake up, because he was looking right at him. Yeah, I mean, he his mind connects with the memory, right? He's seeing it on tape, and he's like, oh, yeah, that is what happened. So, Tyler admits... Uh, that he was fighting to pay off his gambling debts, but uh, was never told that anyone would be killed. And he and reveals that Serena, the redhead who tricked Gary into leaving his seat, actually paid him to dive. Yeah, she was fucking Brian De Palma mysterious. Because right? that woman mm-hmm. could not act. Yeah, she was not good. She no. was fucking somebody. She might have been well, fucking Nick. Well, hold on. She- it is Atlantic City. They probably found her out front. So she's a whore. She's a she's a real whore. Oh <laughs> uh, god. So with Tyler, Serena and the sniper, along with the man who signaled Tyler to go down. Here comes the pain. Yep. And whoever gave him the go ahead involved Nick suspecting a conspiracy reveals everything he's learned to Gary, who confesses that the trip to Norfolk was actually to test the Air Guard missile defense system which Powell's company was backing. It's so deep now. It's a it's There are a, many layers. I like I like how this is supposed to be like a nineties Hitchcock thriller. I got dun, lost dun, dun. more in this movie than I do in Bond movies. It's I was like what so deep. On? It's called Sutterfield. Okay, it's called yeah. subversion. When you have Nuance. to explain it, it really brings it home. You should too. put it on a whiteboard, like in the end of that Shutter Island movie, so I figure it out. Uh, <laughs> do you do you need a storyboard? I do. All right, well, we, we do have in one here. over here. I need Ben Kingsley to write it on a whiteboard well, so I can figure. When it out. When Guido put his notes out on the counter, I was like, I disliked your movie based on your notes. <laughs> I, I but watching it, I like I liked it. Gary deduces that the sniper, a known terrorist, general terrorist from the Middle named East. Tariq Ben Rabat, assassinated Kirkland over the Pentagon's large-scale defense cooperation with 
and weapon systems transfers to a place in the Middle East that the terrorists did not like. Generic oh, we're not terrorists. saying the place. Okay. Generic no. as So this fuck. can age like fine wine. All right, let's go. So Thanks, Steve. Nick examines surveillance footage uh, to find Serena and uh, to find Serena, and Gary continues his search for Julie with the help of Powell. Uh, however, they split. It is revealed that Gary is actually the fifth party and leader of the conspiracy. Bum, bum, bum! What a twist! Yeah, when I was watching this, I legit texted Matt. I was like, Gary Sinise is the bad guy? He's, yeah. He's the big Dude, bad. that never happens. Yeah, that never happens. It's did that thousand-yard stare. Did you not watch Reindeer Games No, yet? I know, but... He's great at being a bad guy. That was a triple-cross, dude. Ransom. That's very rare He's, a, in he's the bad guy in Ransom, too, and he's a cop in that. So you're not that much but, of a stretch? But he was such okay, a good... Okay, you were surprised. Got it. But he was such a good guy in <laughs> Forrest Gump. Is he good in Forrest Gump? You got magic He's shoes. He's a troubled man. Magic legs. So uh, he kills the now blonde Serena and Zeitz, uh, the man who signaled Tyler to descend. Here comes To the prevent pain. them from blabbing. And then he hides their bodies in a concrete mixer with the help of the bodyguards. And some local teamsters. That's right. Well, yeah, it's oh a union job. God. So uh, that's how you grease the wheels in Jersey, right, Tammy? It's exactly yep. what I would do if I if I'm trying to get rid of a body. I'm looking for concrete being poured. Well, do you bring them to the pine barrens yeah. too? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's how John Hurd can afford that house in Chicago. That's exactly Omaha. right. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. You're what welcome. A, what a clever facade. What a so, clever facade. Gary then recruits Tyler by revealing the truth to him. Julie seduces a hotel guest. Oh, uh, the guy from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, Craig. Yeah, yeah. yeah Craig. <laughs> that guy was so He keeps the AC stupid. down real low. Oh, can you see her nips? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, can we see the For such a very tiny woman, she has a rack like, I mean... Stacked, bro. Stacked. She's yep. very talented. She's always had okay, that, Okay, and we too. appreciate so you know her it's not talent. Fake, She's she also very smart. Still has Yes, it. that woman is basically the... Archi- I mean, she is an epitome of the uh, male def- definition of the hourglass figure. Oh, she's... She's, she's so great. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> Guido, were so, you implying that like, she was... Sh- saying something or showing something because I just thought that the actor who plays that guy was just overweight so he keeps the AC down so he doesn't overheat at night God she asked to put the air conditioner she she was talking all low and sultry and then he was picking up on it and goes this she was just saying this is verbal foreplay yeah I feel like it is like Trump because it's like the Taj Mahal it's like a pyramid or like the Sahara or something and they keep the AC down as low as their inhibitions you know what I mean to accommodate their Mm -hmm. morbidly obese <laughs> you think I keep it cold casinos? so we can get hot? You know what I mean? <laughs> That's you, all casinos. Do you think he wants? Do you think he wants her to pee on him? Stop bringing up pee. You, you are way too obsessed yeah. with piss play. You need to stop. We learned today that Matt is into water sports. Golden shower. Time check, Tammy. Tammy. Time I regret check. touching Shakiko at this moment. Thirteen minutes. Got Thirteen and minutes. Forty-five seconds. All right. Well, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Stop with your piss so, play. Nick and Gary notice that Julie's with the new hotel guest. Uh, they start to chase him, uh, but Nick gets to her first and takes her into custody. In one of the stairwells, Julia admits to being an analyst who worked on the air guard tests and discovered that the results had been falsified uh, to make the anti-missile system appear to be working when it actually wasn't. So, fraud. Uh, <laughs> and there's a lot of money involved, so people are upset. We don't. We don't want to so send. <laughs> we don't want to send that defunct. Very deep. We don't want to send that defunct missile defense system to that that spot in the Middle East. That generic spot in the Middle no, East. No, they get really upset when you don't give them what they pay for, uh, and they're very uh, okay. You know, so the system did not work, and she informed Kirkland of the fraud. However, Gary discovered her actions and arranged the entire conspiracy to kill both her and Kirkland using Rabat's background, the terrorist, as a rabid terrorist, and to have him kill the sec def, then be immediately killed off himself. You see? This is so, a lot. Uh, so, so much. Yep. <laughs> so linear. What a twist! Nick discovers Gary's involvement, and despite initially refusing to believe it, quickly accepts the truth, because the movie needs to progress. So, after hiding... <laughs> Julia in a warehouse. Uh, Nick inspects the footage of a new floating camera and discovers proof 
of his friend's involvement. Uh, Gary. Oh yeah, we see him. He's like, see, it, it, the 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 it's like a blimp. The blimp cam. The blimp cam totally sees Gary Sinise just sitting there, like about to kill you, generic terrorist from a region we don't talk about. Exactly. Why so don't you guys just say it, and then when you air the episode, just say redacted. Redacted. Beep. So Gary confronts uh, Nick and admits that uh, his motive was to prevent further attacks on American ships, such as the USS Renville, where Gary had to throw down, he had to drown several men you to ever prevent hear the a ship man from drowning? It sounded like so magic scary. legs. Oh, well, magically. And at this, he's getting a little desperate, so he offers Nick a million dollars for Julia's location. That's a good deal in '98. And Nick is, uh, he's in a Hollywood movie, so he's going to refuse. Gary forces Tyler to beat him up, uh, but he still, he doesn't give up. He gets away, and Gary plants a tracking device on Nick and follows him to the warehouse, just as the hurricane hits, because it's a hurricane. (laughs) It's a hurricane. It's a tropical storm. It was a tropical storm, Tammy. See, thanks for bringing that up. It has intensified, okay? Mm. There's a low-pressure zone yeah, right off the you, coast you mean of Atlantic City. has gotten more intense. As, so medi- as medical examiner Warner, that is exactly who is right, also Tammy. a meteorologist, has found out, is now a hurricane. I thought Tammy, it was a hurricane the whole time. They no, just it's a tropical. as a tropical Ex- storm That's what they say at the people. beginning. They're like, t- say it's a tropical it's a storm. Say it's a tropical storm. <laughs> Gary is uh, Gary stalking Nick he with the GPS device, and he follows him into the warehouse uh, just as a hurricane hits, and a tidal wave hits the boardwalk right as a police van <laughs> is driving on the boardwalk for some reason and pushes the van right into the front of the warehouse, and they spill out, and they start pointing guns at Gary, and Gary's like, I'm a good guy, what do you mean? And then cameras show up, and Gary's like, Fuck, I hate cameras. God damn it. I'm going to shoot myself in the chest because that is a perfectly, you know, good place to commit suicide is in the chest. So, bop, right in the titty. And he goes down like a sack of bricks. He actually went, and then, um, bop. Is there a globe at some point? Like a world? Like yeah. a world? Yeah, on, oh, yeah, yeah. On, the, on, the top of the, on the top of the casino slash convention center, it's an old convention center that's going to be remodeled and closed, but the globe is a right, semblance okay. of the old thing, and it falls down. Uh, I'm tomorrow, like, there's like a scene from Indiana Jones in this movie. Tomorrow, tomorrow Tooney's like, what the fuck? They blew $20 million. You didn't even mention how they beat the shit out of Nicolas Cage. They do. They did. I mean, they they worked him over. They by a he was worked over by a by professional a heavyweight boxer. Yeah, he and then he's barely, got this like puffed up mouth and like he can't really have a good like, freak out through them. He's you know. like, you got snake eyes. And that's when Gary yeah. Sinise. Shoots You've him. made my blood run cold. That's when Gary oh Sinise shoots himself in the butt and dies. <laughs> yeah. In the butt. You've got snake eyes. Butt shot. So, I mean, it was very scary with that hurricane and mm. the the, mm-hmm. po- the police van crashing. Yes, so terrifying. So. Lots is that, your, of is that your action scene? One of the many. Okay. Well, wait. So, uh, ah, did you finish the synopsis? He yet? Hasn't uh, yet. No, N- Nick is uh, he's later hailed as a hero, uh, but the press soon exposes his corruption, so he loses his job and his family as he should. Uh, but before the prison sentence is announced. Nick meets Julie on the boardwalk, and she thanks him for his help. Down and the they you know, they exchange words of tying up the story where Powell completely revamps his company and cancels the air guard. And Rick promises to give her a call so you can tap that sweet months. ass in about 12 to 18. Finally, Serena's ruby ring can be seen embedded in one of the concrete pillars of the new Powell Millennium Arena. I don't know how... Not a single construction worker didn't see a 28 carat ruby sticking out of the pillar, but it happened. They are from New Jersey. That's so true. the tidal wave that was cut out of the movie was actually created by industrial light and magic. Uh, it was expensive and it was removed. I don't know why. Uh, it, there are several references to the damn thing throughout the movie, but it never appeared. Oh, it's like the octopus and Goonies. <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah. like that. Yeah. So. Best action, clearly mine. There are many MP5s, people getting shot and tossed into cement mixers. Okay. Uh, I had a, a, a heavyweight champion fight. Lots of action there. Yes. Okay. Yes. In one and round. in one round, yeah. Yes. Oh, and then we got no, you know, it was three rounds. 
Nick is uh, chasing people down for literal blood money. I think that's really action-y. Amazing. Um, there were yeah. also literal people running out of the... Panic. Yeah. Panic. Panic at the arena. Activity. So, uh, and then, you know, best freak out is the entire movie because he is over the fucking top. He's on Why are we all saying the best, the okay, entire here's movie? Here's the thing. You I, gotta specify. Well, yeah, we yeah, went like, first. So, if you want to say that too later, you can. I'm argue that because he's out at 10 the entire movie, it's one the freak, freak out. out is just his personality in this movie. Well, I thought the clothes right, fine, were his personality uh, in this movie. <laughs> I would, yeah. I would agree with yeah. Matt in that there should be a moment I to the, highlight. I picked the freak out in my movie, so you have to pick a freak out. Tyler! Mm. Tyler! Yeah, probably that one where he's hyping up Tyler. <laughs> On that 10-minute ten, ten minute take, he's just oh, like God. in and out of being hype. Like, hey, that guy owes me money! Tyler! 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 You go, oh, I'm sorry, my wife's calling me. Hey, babe, we'll be home in a minute. No big deal. Oh, a girlfriend's calling me. He goes, I'll be home to fuck you later. Yeah, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about your girlfriend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. How do you feel about your wife? Oh, she's great. How do you feel about your girlfriend? Monique, love right. her. She's great. What cars do you have in your I, movie? Okay, so I have a police van. You have a news uh, van. <laughs> I also have the best car out of all of our movies because it is the dump truck that's attached to the back of Carla Gugino. <laughs> Yes! Oh, Matt gave you that line. Slap some barbecue sauce on that. Look, looks amazing. Like two Hollywood hams fighting each other. Like two pigs under a blank. Brings me right into best supporting cast because you know Carla's been amazing since she was in True Beverly Hills. True Beverly Hills, baby. That's right. She I came mean, into her own in Son-in-Law. Uh, yeah. yeah. That's I mean, Becca! John Hurd is, is Kevin McAllister's dad. Uh, and don't forget, Lieutenant fucking Dan yeah. is in this movie. And so, Luis Guzman. I, I loved him in IMDb. I yeah, the Batwing, dude. Carla Gugino in Son-in-Law is the reference point for my entire like style and hair and everything like that. Like I, I watched her in that movie and then... Have molded my life after like that. Yeah, you kind of like, do have that hair going right now. <laughs> no, but it's, it's does that, that mean I gotta no, does that mean I gotta start wearing assless chaps no, and rollerblading sort of like, around on the street? I'm going and to stuff? like not care about what people think about me, and I'm gonna change everything about myself. Steven like, Tyler that, that PJs. What do you mean start wearing assless chaps? That's what you're wearing oh. right now, since this is an audio podcast. Yeah, no one knows. Mr. Belvedere. All right, we know anything uh, Anything else? You, anything you else did, you want to say? You Any did all facts? the categories. You did anything best else? action. You did best freak out. You did best car. You did all Best that. supporting cast. Anything else you have? Uh, why is like your three minutes? I have than, uh, uh, just a list of, uh, of verbal well, attacks on why, everyone else's movies. I guess just say why you, uh, why you picked it. Why did you want to do Snake Eyes this time? Look, it's not. There were... Other, there were many other movies that would have been better, and I probably would have been better received. Okay. I like a challenge, so I like to try to convince you people that maybe his best movie, not his best movie, was better than maybe you think it was. Okay. I don't know. Here we are watching Snake Eyes, motherfuckers. I hope you liked it more than you thought you would. We are now going to vote... In the five categories. Tammy, are you ready to take notes? It's so just am no. I doing tick marks? Yeah, tallies? it's tick marks. Okay. Yeah. Tick so we're, uh, we'll start with uh, the first category, which is best, best freak, out. freak out. So you're picking from my <laughs> freak out. I'm going to go with the freak out in Honeymoon in Vegas after he loses and is, I had a straight flash against Guido's pick of Tyler. 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 Um, so I'm going to pick my movie. Okay. Of course. Okay. Tammy? I'm going to pick Honeymoon in Vegas. Unofficial Arbiter Taylor. As somebody who has been an experience as Nick Cage in Honeymoon in Vegas and lost <laughs> a lot of money in one hand of something, not going to say how much, Honeymoon in Vegas. All right. Matt? Yeah, the straight flush over the over the boxing thing. Sorry. Guido? Does it matter now? It doesn't, but you still get to vote. Well, my movie then. Okay, fine. Okay. Huh. I don't All want right. that. I don't want that. To be empty, that little column. So, which there. Uh, which one uh, best uh, freak out, Jimmy? HIV. Oh. Okay. Oh, oh God! <laughs> did <you> not. <laughs> it did. Yeah, Honeymoon in Vegas. Honeymoon right. in Vegas. The next category is uh, best cars. We are at the shit end of the stick. Both of our movies are. So With the best ass. I mean, come on. You can't put Carla Gugino's ass did, as the option. I just, I absolutely car. can. You, I you, did. I will. Dude, I mean, I am. Dude, no. there was that sweet Corvette that he had parked at the very end. Yeah, of the yeah it's like a Lambo, isn't it? It's like a Lambo. 
Lamborghini, the yellow isn't thing. it? The yellow car. That it is a yellow Corvette. Okay, fine. Then. That right. is fair. Yeah. Yellow Corvette versus uh, my, like in n- my 1988 limousine. red Jeep Wrangler. <laughs> I will vote for yours. Thank you. Whether it's Carla Gugino's ass or the red Corvette, yellow Corvette. Leonard's it on. Tammy? I'm going to vote for uh, Snake Eyes, too. <laughs> oh. Taylor? I'm going with Snake Eyes for both the dump truck and uh, the Corvette. Matt? You better remember that joke I fed you for this in the next round because, yeah, I'm going with Snake Eyes with Carla Cugino's ass. And Guido. Yeah, that one. Next round is best action scene. So mine is going to be the final scene where they jump out of the plane and the race through the casino and the skydiving with the Elvises. Guido, what's yours? Oh, okay. You can't pick the whole movie. I can't? No. All right. I like it when uh, Gary Sinise is confronted uh, by uh, the press and several police officers, and he decides to turn gently away from them and uh, shoot himself in the titty. I'm going to go with mine because I love a skydiving and I love an Elvis. Skydiving. Tammy? I'm going to go with uh, Honeymoon in Vegas also because it was just so eccentric and ridiculous. Taylor? I'm going to go with Snake Eyes because the skydiving isn't really an action scene. It's not. It's the climax <laughs> of the movie. Do. Like, if you even said the like the poker hand, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh my god, he's got a straight flush. <gasps> oh, this is so exciting. But, uh, yeah, i got to go Snake Eyes. Matt? Skydiving. Oh. Okay. Guido? Uh, snake Eyes. Okay. Okay. All right. And then we supporting have... Cast. Supporting cast. So I'm going to... Plead my case that I have James Kahn. I have Pat Morita, Mr. Miyagi himself. I have Tony Shalhoub, Monk. I have Anne Bancroft and the, you know, triple crown winner, SJP. <laughs> <laughs> You're so messed up. Secretariat herself. Way to lean into your audience. Sea Biscuit. Sea Biscuit. I'm going to uh, go uh, with Biscuit never won the Honey Moon in Vegas. Okay. For supporting cast. For, so you vote for you? Yes, I do. Okay. Tammy. Tammy's going to be like, I vote for... Oh, I'm sorry. No, Guido, what's your... uh, Not that knobby need equine. Defend your supporting cast. Oh, I don't have have to defend it all. I just have to politely ask Carla to turn around. You have a better leading lady. Or lean over. your opinion. Or or lean over, It's not even a hot take. You know, I could ask her to... SJP has great tits, too. Incorrect. (laughs) Incorrect. She looks like somebody hit her with a steamroller. I don't know why, like... I'll tell you that much. Oof. She fell through the ugly tree, dude. Oh, she God. hit face first. She hit every branch on the way down. What would a butter face do if they fell down the ugly tree? Would Melt? it land butter side up? Or? No, it would be Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker. <laughs> All right, Tammy, which supporting cast are you picking? I'm going to pick Snake Eyes. What? Yes. Taylor. Louise Guzman. Tammy, that is a wrong opinion because it is obviously Honeymoon in Vegas. Mm. James Con For the win, Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker looks hot. Thank Lieutenant you. Dan. Matt. I gotta give it to my man Luis Guzman. I loved him in IMDb. Again, that's a community <laughs> reference for my nerds out there. I'm going with Snake Eyes because I love Lieutenant Dan. I love Kevin McAllister's dad in the first movie. I love, I love love. <laughs> I love love. Do you remember I'm that? So good at supporting cast. Scene in Saltburn at the end. Why? When he pulls the tube out of his out of that woman's throat. That's going to be you later. <sighs> Please. Okay. By that point, Guido, I'd be dead because it. I'd be the old man. Guido. Snake eyes. Okay. All right. This now we're be doing close. best movie. I am going to pick mine because I just like it a lot. And I love Elvis. I'm going to choose Honeymoon in Vegas because I would probably watch it again. Taylor. Before I make this statement, I'd like to say that both your movies were made available free on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Should he go last? Should I go last? Should oh, go yeah. Last? Taylor, you go yeah. last. Matt? As someone who has seen Snake Eyes multiple times, and as much as I love the acting talent that is Carla Gugino, and as much as I hate the horse-turned-thespian that is Sarah Jessica Parker. I would much rather watch Honeymoon in Vegas again rather than watch Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes is just a really shitty attempt at trying to be a new Hitchcock movie. When you said those words when we were watching it, I was like, what? Hitchcock? What? I th- I said it was what? a... Alvin Hitchcock? Alvin Hitchcock? <laughs> Not Alfred, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, from the... Herbie cin- Hancock? Like from the, like, from the cinematography and, like, the attempts at... It was, I know. It was like... like it was really, like, dude? It's trying to be filmed. There's Mandy. Do you it. like red? Here's 28 minutes of red. 
All right, so you're voting for for HIV. Well, I'm oh, I'm voting God. for a cure for HIV. You're voting but, for honeymoon. But in Vegas. I'm voting for honeymoon in Vegas. We okay. know. Well, I thought it doesn't matter like, down to me now, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No. Well, no, so, I mean, yeah. I thought the Vegas movie was unapologetically hollow and thin. So, oh, you have no room to talk. Uh, on I, your fucking. I movie. have many layers. Defense system. So, uh, Snake Eyes. Okay. All right, Taylor. All right, we Taylor. don't really need a tiebreaker, but no, please it, tell us how you voted. No, it would have gone to. Uh, it would have gone to honeymoon in Vegas. I actually, when you guys told me what the movies were, I had just watched Honeymoon in Vegas. And then you said, Matt texted me, he's like, yo, Honeymoon in Vegas is the one movie. And then I looked up Snake Eyes, and the first thing that popped up was a G.I. Joe sequel. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Just yeah. That out you gotta there. put in 1998. Yeah, then it has, Snake Eyes popped up. It and, has the guy in it from Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I liked Honeymoon in Vegas. I thought it was it was a fun movie. It's got James Caan. It's got Tony Shalhoub. It has a an attractive Sarah Jessica Parker. IJS, SJP. Could get it in this movie. Tony nice. Shalhoub is in it for ten we seconds. All, Tony Shalhoub could get it in this movie. Do we also too. not mention how hot Anne Bancroft is Amazing. in that movie? Like she was laying in that bed. I was like, yes. All right. She well, get it. The winner of Cage Match Round One is Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, you saw? Yay! All it, right. It won by one point. Great. One. I counted awesome. it twice. Awesome. You counted it twice. So is that like win by technical knockout? Well, that's because, um, Guido, you won the entire cars category, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Off of the dump truck of an ass. Nice. All right. So. All right. Next week is cage match round two, which is Tammy's pick of. Gone in 60 seconds. Against Matt's pick of. Mandy. Amazing. And where can you watch? You can watch Gone in 60 Seconds. You used to be able to watch it on Hulu, but I don't think it's available anymore on Hulu. No, you have no, to you have, yeah, you have to rent it now. And uh, Mandy's available on Shudder. If you Mandy's Shutter. available on Shudder or yeah. on one of those free apps where you have all the commercials in it and everything. So we are at Quad Pro Quo Pod across Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and we are part of the Deluxe Edition Network. You can find out more about us and the other amazing podcasts on the network at deluxeeditionnetwork.com. The feature podcasts for the month of January are Bev's Video Kingdom, Barrel Age Flicks, and Kindness Matters Podcast. You can suggest a theme month on our website or through social media. And please rate and review us wherever you listen to podcasts. And until next week, thank you for listening. Let's ride. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>